0: Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovis, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to introduce Vinnie Fisher, founder and CEO of Fully Accountable. He is an entrepreneur, husband and father of four, with almost 20 years of experience growing businesses from seven and eight figures. He launched Fully Accountable, a full-service cutting-edge accounting firm in 2014. As the CEO, Vinnie is passionate about helping his 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 clients increase their profit margin, change old traditional ways of doing things, and help accounting professionals be the most valued, trusted advisor for their clients. Hmm. His mission, and I really loved this, his mission is to double the profit margin of 10,000 companies. Now imagine what that's gonna do in the world. So Vinny, welcome.
1: Dr. Jane, thank you so much. What a kind introduction and your energy is infectious. So I'm excited to spend some time with you today.
0: Well, thank you. So tell me about that mission. to. To transform ten thousand companies. I mean that. Wow, that would really make a difference in the world, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, I I I'm so thankful that you know one of the things that I can bring passion to a lot of things, right? I can bring passion to things like a bowel movement or 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 the sun shining today or not. And and one of the things I'm really passionate about is this idea that when I started to understand the really the inner workings of business from the standpoint of what happens in the back part of it, that me as the real high growth officer of the company, if I can have that same passion about the bottom line, well, holy cow, we can really do some different things in the business. And so once I started seeing that, I realized that people like me who set out to either sell a product or do something in a service or do something to help somebody under this problem solution, well, if we get better equipped, holy goodness, we can help a lot more people. And so I realized I just given a lot of it back through a leaky bucket. And I'm not any of those things that can do to solve those problems, but I can lead organizations that do. And I just fell in love with it. And so I know I'm only going to help so many by being the managed service, but I can help a lot more by being on great shows like this and giving out stuff and, and, and gosh darn it, between us doing it for some and helping others through giving them the resources to do it, we'll get there.
0: That's, that is so perfect. I, I love that because, you know, you, you drop a pebble into the lake. And, it, and it's that ripple effect and it just keeps expanding. So you you impact some companies they impact some other companies you yep. impact and I, I really liked what you were saying too about other accountants becoming the trusted advisors for the, for their clients yeah because then that really begins to expand.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we're big, but we're only helping such a small set of people. And so how can I help more people help? like A lot of good-natured professionals in the accounting space are just under-resourced. So if I can give them more stuff, mm-hmm. they just got to go do the work. Mm-hmm. And if I can help them, then I, we're we're literally, we can actually impact. Do you know that, here's the number that really shook me to my core. 94% of companies never see their 10th anniversary in business. Worse than that is 80 percent of companies don't see their fifth anniversary. So the bigger issue is five years, mm-hmm. not because only less than 10 percent fall off in that matrix from five to 10. So the bigger issue is getting them to that fifth anniversary. And so it's usually under resources, spending money in the wrong direction. It's, it's taking risks. It's like my kids. When you're a teenager, you have just enough. You think you know everything. And all of a sudden, you go try all this stuff. Well, businesses act like that. When we get to our teenagehood, we have just enough money to make a bunch of mistakes. And a lot of those mistakes take us out.
0: Yeah. So what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes?
1: You know, I learned early on in my own entrepreneurial career that distractions, there's a lot of good ideas out there. And, and I have them and I write a bunch of them down in this black book that I have in front, because I'm sure you're going to help me think of some right here while we're talking. And um, I, I would chase a bunch of ideas at the same time. And over time, I realized that most distractions are good ideas, ill-timed.
0: Mm-hmm. That silver shiny object syndrome something new comes up let me go try that let me try that as as opposed to okay i have to do something so do it and keep going yeah and stay the course and get the support that you need to commit to that thing.
1: Yeah. And I would say that in fairness to a discussion, because I know someone might be thinking right now, yeah, well, Hey, you know, that's a new thing. Like listen, Andrew Carnegie said, be careful of the dribbles of income. He was warning business Titans, be careful about the little 5% stuff. Your core is what's important. Even then people were struggling with this, but I will, I will bring it into today's world. Reimagine. let's live true to the, let's live to the where we are today. Automation, Actually, can be an amazing part to work, but it can also be an enemy that creates distraction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we got to be careful about some of these dribbles of income. Like, we want to go all these little side things and not our core. And I was guilty of, and I'm still guilty of it. I, I have ideas every day. I don't want to stop having ideas. I got to just take my thoughts captive and try to like make them structured in ways that are best for our company. Don't stop the ideas. I, that's an awful way to do it. It's like get your act together. What does that even mean? Right. But, like like time. Out, I'll say that's a great idea. Just not right now.
0: Yeah, track them. Put them in your in your journal. Have a page in your journal. Have a have a spreadsheet. Something. Track all those ideas. Get them in in one place. And also, like you say, you know, the idea, not right now. And sometimes an idea leads to a better idea. Mm. But if you if you took this first idea, you're just kind of you're you're spinning with it. Whereas six months from now you've learned some things on some other things and a new idea comes.
1: Yeah, I had a guy say to me who I would even put in the category of someone who like mentors me, doesn't even realize he does with some of the things he does in my life. But he said, you know, hold on to something as a leader, but hold on to it loose enough that you could change what it looks like. Mm. Like well, I've got to drive fully accountable. But I got to be able to hold it in a way that allows me to continue to innovate it. We're big. We're 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 playing from the front in our space. But I gotta be willing to improve and innovate it. But if I hold on so tightly, um, I will run us into obscurity.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause because there's there's being focused and flexible versus scattered and flexible or focused and not flexible. Yes. <laughs> So you really want to be focused and flexible. You want to be going on that path, but looking at what's coming, coming at you from other directions and what's going to add to you and not take you off the path.
1: So true. And I'll tell you, it's a daily battle. Uh, This is not like something I have like completely like. Like uh what's the right word uh like conquered. like i I have to always be working at this because good ideas if you're a growing innovating company, you're always gonna be thrust with opportunities
0: mm-hmm. exactly so
1: that's a wonderful thing like if you don't have opportunities I'm challenging you maybe you need to think a little bigger mm-hmm. but but like but you also as the leader of your organization you've gotta I, I've learned to not nest i'm a verbal processor so I can even verbal process with you here i gotta i have learned. To make sure I don't verbally process like vision and strategy inside of my production organization because that's not a right cadence to the team.
0: Because they don't know when you're verbal processing versus giving or direction.
1: Yeah, I, I can see someone walking out of a meeting go, so are we a new company? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've really built this great enterprise software for what we do. And it's this thing has really grown to the level of of an, entrepreneur, entre, an enterprise piece of software called Your Back Office, our slogan, Your Back Office Solution. Mm-hmm. I set out to want to build that, but it became a weapon of our company that we use. Well, I see the winds are changing where that FinTech is going to be a big deal for some things we need to do into projections and budgets and things that are going to be necessary to equip our people and grow that thing up. Well, if I speak too loudly in the wrong direction, people are going to be like, Are we a software company? They're going to be confused. Right. And that's on the leader, not the people. Right. And so careful, like where distractions can, can are so, usually opportunities are just disguised distractions under the wrong timing. But innovation is critical for a growing company. But what we got to be careful about as leaders is sometimes um, good opportunities. There's a cost to a good opportunity, and it's mature to call it a distraction. You better measure the cost of building that tower. Well, it may also be wrong timed.
0: Mm-hmm. So the
1: version of our software that we built for ourselves, I tried early on to launch it as a consumer product, and it was the wrong timing. It wasn't ready. It was a massive distraction for our company. We spent a lot of money instead of looking at that cost of building it that way. We just accept that as a, a, the wrong timing.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and I mean i've done I've done some of that myself too tried to to do things and it was just the wrong wrong time and and I mean I'm just this is a perfect conversation this year for me because I have really committed to um, a single focus for this year because I am in this the same thing looking at supporting and expanding hmm. and and I have really from personal experience tried to been doing too many things. So it's like, okay, we've got to focus. This is what we're doing. And everything, everything that I do has to relate to that.
1: I'll tell you something I learned in my my personality, the word no, I had a bad relationship to the word no. Mm. Like I, I would hear no as negative or toxic. And so I didn't want to use no. And so I didn't like no because it didn't allow for big or creative or ability to collaborate. So I had to learn things like no, not right now. Right, Like instead of even no, I, no wasn't even in there. I'd be like, that's a great idea. Just not right now. was my way of graciously saying yes later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Over time, I've developed a much better relationship to the word no, because it's loving to say no. It's actually the right thing you should be practicing. And so no has become a friend, mm-hmm. but it didn't for the way my personality was built. I heard it wrong. Mm-hmm. And so as a leader in our organization, I've had to learn to have a better relationship to the word no. Yeah,
0: yeah. and And there are times that it's even more honest somebody was yeah. sharing the other day I now say no when I used to say maybe
1: right because I really yeah.
0: meant no
1: I had a friend of me call me out that that was a cowardly response to something if you mean maybe then say I'm not sure if you really mean maybe as a no then say no No,
0: yeah if you then, mean
1: maybe as a way to say yes then say I'm not sure
0: yeah yeah because otherwise people build all kinds of expectations and then then it's so easy for them to be disappointed because you said Maybe when you really had no intention of it.
1: Yeah. And someone like me, you know, who's already passionate about most things and I can get over accused of all kinds of things like arrogance or knowing too much or a lot of that's just passion, excitement. Well, when I say maybe that someone's going to hear that as, oh, he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that clear admonishment, because that is very true. And I just hope that someone else who's needing to hear that today heard that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And especially when you look at CEOs, especially CEOs that we're talking about in that, in that small to mid level where they're also typically the founder, Yep, they're CEOs and founders because they have lots of ideas.
1: yeah. Yeah, we have a group that's uh, wanting to do something bigger with us. Mm-hmm. And they so so kindly said, we really are excited about this platform play. What do you guys think? Well, my business partner, who is uh, one of the three partners of this company, is our COO. Well, the two of us got on this call and they're like, wow, Vinny, you're like a visionary. And like, Rachel, you're like the uh, integrator. You do all those stuff. I'm like, so who are you complimenting in this conversation? And and so it's very true. I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of things we want to do, but you know we also have to very much execute. We have a motto here that says I I, I can walk down a dirt road as long as we pave behind us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bring everybody with you. Um,
1: Well, maybe most people.
0: The most people. Yeah. Because there are some people that find that they don't want to do that.
1: Or, you know, seasons of life. You know, I had someone introduce to me this concept of seasons. You know, what was right for a season before. You can bring this into friendships, relationships, business opportunities, partnerships. There are certain seasons where people on your team cycle out. Or it goes beyond like some of their capabilities. Or maybe they they just need to find something else. And so um, it, it gives you the. A privilege to look at I look at business as seasons and I think of a season in five years and a first and second half to the season and you know we we kind of grow through that season and we start to look at what we are as we get to the first and second half of those seasons
0: yeah and and you're right as you change the people that want to be part of that Change also.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I remember like our young church grew up to be this big church, and people are like, Oh, I loved it when it was smaller. And so they they're just speaking about this concept of intimacy. Well, businesses go through the same thing. Yep. Like, as we get bigger, we 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 have to trade growth with some impacts to culture as it relates to intimacy. It's just what is part of the growth inside of a maturing operation.
0: Exactly. And there are gonna be people that don't wanna don't want that.
1: Yeah, that's true. We have someone on our team now. Now who is showing birthing pains to the growth issues? She wants it to be smaller. Now what she's saying is like, can we do some things to impact intimacy? And I think she'll either figure it out or she'll figure a way into another organization. But she's great. But I I know what she's crying out about. Wow! It used to be just me and three people. Now it's like forty of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 then some people don't want the small. They like the the challenge of the big. So letting people really be where they're they're at, which again, bringing this back to leadership, is While it's not the responsibility of the leader to take care of it, it's the responsibility of the leader to acknowledge it.
1: Yeah. And so I'll be honest with you. What I do on that front, I have a gift for your guests, by the way, if they'd like it. So I have wrote some books and thankfully some people liked them enough that I made bestseller categories in a few categories. Oh, cool. Yeah. At fullyaccountable.com forward slash reimagined, we have our books. All they have to do is go get them. There's no strings attached other than give us the information to get them to you. And it's yours. You can have them. Well, one of the things I talk about in there is this idea of mission, mm-hmm. your vision, your values. Those things matter, not like some big company thing. But I, one of the things I speak about very regularly in our company, every Monday at four o'clock, we have a company-wide standup, no matter where you are. If you're one of our homies or you're in corporate, you're there. Every three weeks or so, I'm speaking about something that looks like mission because people need to be on, they're going in the absence of leadership, they're going to follow something. Right. And so- I'm regularly about every three weeks speaking about something very missionally oriented because I'm I'm not only trying, I'm actually creating an environment where helping people stay on mission,
0: right? And that is—I'm so glad to hear about that because I do a lot of work with vision and mission um, and creating culture, also. And the definition that I use for leadership is that leadership is empowering others to accomplish your goals. Yeah. Which means you have to be empowering them, not just empowering. Though you have to be clear what it is you're trying to create, so that they can help you do it.
1: Amen. There. Amen. Like, and I, and I, I'll tell you, I haven't always had done that well. I, 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 I have received very good, good feedback from our executive team that uh, there are times where I'd say something like, um, maybe that sounded better in your own head, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Now I will say I've been married for 25 years and Debbie has probably had that burden most of our marriage. But, you know, in defense of marriage, she said yes. So she has to accept the burden that goes along with that. But I think we have to be honest with ourselves that a lot of times have we really worked out or continue to work out the vision of that strategy? Yep. And if not, we can't be mad at our people for not getting it if we're not clear with it.
0: Right. It's it's as leaders, it's our responsibility to ensure that everyone's really clear
1: or as clear as we can get at that point in the season. Right? Yeah.
0: And and then be authentic about that. Yep. This, is, this is what I know for now.
1: That's right. And I admit to people like, you know, I, I, I'm i about to have a 20-year-old as my oldest kid. Uh-huh. And if someone says to me, what it's like to raise a 20-year-old? I'm like, I don't know. I'm making it up as I go. I'll let you know when I get there. Yep. I think leadership can have that in business. Like we've reached a certain level of growth. And I'm like, they're like, what's it going to be like when we're double the size? I'm like, well, I can tell you what my old company that was like that, like we did something else was like when we got there. So I can give you some wisdom, but I'll let you know when we get there here.
0: Yeah. Yeah and what's it going to take for us to get there? Well, we don't know because we haven't been there yet. So we'll we're tell you. When we... I have some
1: ideas based on my experience and wisdom and other people in my life. But uh, we're going to get there in, and we're going to break a bunch of things along the way. Right. And, and, and And we're going to stay on this mission. And so I think leaders, the thing that I would take from that is... As much transparency as you can bring into that, you're going to have a culture that loves filling in your blind spots mm-hmm. if you can be honest about some of them.
0: Yeah, that is so true. I love that. Well, Vinnie, this has been great. I loved our conversation. Um, any last thing you you've said about the the books? The so we'll make sure that we share that. And anything else that you want to say? You know,
1: I, you know, I I live this leadership every day, and I recognize so many people. Worlds have gotten like flipped upside down because normally, you know, time the marketplace kind of does some correction. Mm -hmm. Well, we've gotten a massive external correction into the marketplace, and I will tell you, one of the gifts that I got through this time was to start measuring my words. And so, words matter from leadership. And so, one of the things that I I do now more I'm working on every day is to use uh, uplifting, encouraging words and what are beneficial to those that are listening. And if you could take some time as a leader to like really measure your word, even as you're like, my mouth goes way faster than my brain. And so can I slow my mouth down enough to let my brain uh, take that word captive so that a a better word is in its place? Well, if I can have that burden on me, I I know that I'm impacting the culture that has been entrusted to me. And that's what I want to leave everyone with. Like maybe today, if you could understand that you've been entrusted with people that, that you lead, um, and then maybe like something that I embrace that, you know, servanthood is, is if leadership is is, is a thing that lords over people, then you're going to have a problem uh, having a, a healthy
0: community. Mm, that's very profound. Thank you for sharing that, Vinny. Thanks for having me today,
1: Jane. I, your smile and your energy. I can see why people enjoy being around you and your show. And I'm thankful I can help. And if there's anybody we, we got help today, I actually am thankful some of the things we talked about because it reminds me of some of the things we just got to stay in the, in the middle lane doing. And sometimes the side lanes can get us in some trouble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like these conversations because it it's really supports both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagine. Now is the time to reimagine your leadership. Take a minute and go to reimagineyourleadership.com and I'll call you. We'll have powerful conversations You'll take action. Yes, there are always actions to take. Your business will expand and I guarantee you'll have fun at the same time. I know, shouldn't it be fun? If it's not fun, why are you doing it?